It says starting. There we go. Okay. All right. So you can hear me? You can hear me all right? Yep, I can hear you fine. Roll Tide. Okay. Are you pumped? I am pumped. Look at I got I got pages. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you do. You got pages on pages of notes. Um okay, all right. So let's get this nightmare started. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, I feel like I just can't hold it in. I got to go first. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I got I got to talk about this lady. Okay. okay. First of all, we gotta just uh, we gotta talk about women, you know, breaking the glass ceiling here. You know, okay. like yeah. men over here think they have the market cornered on serial killing. No, 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 no. Women out here killing too. <laughs> women out here killing. Yeah, I think the thing that killed me is when I first looked up some of this stuff. They kept referring to some of these women as like female multiple murderers and i'm like just say serial killers right we we can't even dignify this like you can't say serial killer you got to say multiple kill like yeah just yeah, it's just like no 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 they're not they're not serial killers yes they killed people in a series of you know, <laughs> they killed people serially but they're not serial killers uh-huh. No, that's a man's thing. There does no- <laughs> This is a man's world. <laughs> exactly. So today I'm gonna talk about Miss Rhonda Bell Martin. Uh, I know. Oh, don't don't even get started. We're gonna hear some like old names. I mean, okay. we got we got an Imogene. We got a we got a Mary Adelaide. We got. Oh wow. <laughs> we got some. Southern names. Speaking of Imogene, the name, the actress Imogene Poots, it gets me every time. Oh, 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 sweet honey child, no. (laughs) Imogene Poots. I would have changed that so fast. Oh, that would have been like, once I turned 18, I'm at the office, like, all right, let's, let's fix this. Let's fix this. (laughs) Okay, so, and also just a reminder that we are going over Alabama women. Just, yes. Such as ourselves. The yes, pride and joy, the heart of Dixie. Bammer women. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, this Rhonda Bell Martin. Uh, one thing that I absolutely loved is that for some reason, every article I could find about her from the time described her as a portly or hefty woman. <laughs> she was thick with three C's. Like, they, they couldn't not mention, like, oh, this is yeah. a chunky gal. But, I mean, it's like, well, apparently men liked it. She had five husbands. Okay, yeah, no, she was not, yeah, she wasn't short on the dick. She was, she was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They liked him thick in the 50s. It was, yeah. like, sturdy. Thicker than a snicker. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so, Miss Rhonda Bell Martin, she worked as a waitress in Montgomery, Alabama, her victims included three children, her mother, and her second husband, and her fourth husband. Okay. So yep. she let some of them get away. Yes. So, uh, so we'll go, we'll kind of start early on. So she was born in 1907. Uh, the predominantly all of these murders took place between 1937 and 1951. So between basically being about, let's see, it was, she was, she would have been 30 at her first murder, and then she would have been 44 at her last murder. I'm 32, and I have yet to murder any of my husbands, so I feel like 
I am. I need to catch up. I mean, you gotta. You're you're behind. So she first got married at 15, which is yeah. That's just that they happened. She was my grandmother to, got married at 15. My grandma and had a baby. Like I can't. Well, thankfully, this uh, her first husband, W.R. Alderman, that's the most I could get out of this man. She's married to him from the ages of 15 to 19. No children. They just got divorced. He just, oh, okay. he just happened to be fine. It's when Mr. George Garrett came in that I don't know what this man did, but he, he just lit a fire in her murder sense. Some bullshit. Yep. So she got married to him two years after uh mr alderman and so she was married to george when she was 21 he lasted a long time they were married for 11 years okay and so in that time she had five daughters oh god with george just cranking out daughter after daughter after daughter which i was like five daughters in a row is crazy but basically she had it was born her children were born in 1930 1932 Two in 1934. I don't... They weren't twins. Oh, God. So she... Oh. Oh. Yeah, one of those... One of those... Her poor cooter. I know. And now it's like, yeah, we want to talk about she's a... R.I.P. Rhonda Bell's cooter. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, we're also going to shame her because she didn't get her body back after five children. I mean, fuck. I still haven't gotten my body back after... My zero children. <laughs> you got cats. That's fine. Yes. I would, By the way, I finally found, like, how, like, I found how much this woman weighed. She was 170 pounds. Wait, are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> that is not, is, that's, that is hefty? That, that's hefty, partly, in any, <laughs> chunky. Was she, like, four foot three or something? No, she was like she was like five foot six or something. Oh my god! <laughs> it it just like floored me. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> All right. So basically, here's kind of the timeline. She gets married to George. She trank she cranks out about five kids in a row, and then suddenly, I guess she decided that was too many kids. So her first murder was her three-year-old daughter, Imogene. Um, all of the murders were exactly the same, poisoned with arsenic. Oh, my God. Are we, I think, are we doing the same person? No, we're not doing the same person, but there are lots of parallels. I'm excited. So, and I checked it out. They said it's like arsenic murders were common at the time because it was pretty easy to do. And it, because it was just, it's. It's rat poison, and so people are like, oh, our house has rats. It's just so we have arsenic readily laying around. There you go. Yep. So she poisoned uh, Imogene, who was, again, three years old, 1937. Um, she, She basically put arsenic in her daughter's milk, and, you know, it was ruled a stomach ailment. Oh, yeah. Because it was the 30s. Exactly. They were they were not really sure. Um, I guess by this time she she decided she was done with George, and so she murdered George in 1939. She put poison in his whiskey. Oh, <laughs> just just a little fun. Um, why uh, is it spicy? <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. It's Drink. fine. Keep drinking. <laughs> um. I mean, it's probably some backwoods Alabama yeah, it, whiskey. Yeah, it, like, it's, <laughs> it's, mo- it's moonshine. We all know. <laughs> the arsenic probably stopped it from burning. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this drinking moonshine is like drinking, like, is like dr- drinking straight gasoline. Like, if you get legit moonshine, it is, it is potent. Awful. Ugh. Ugh. So... Is in uh she it was a year later after she murdered George who was ruled dying of pneumonia because again they're like oh no he just you know just up and oh, died no yeah. oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure so she then killed her daughter Anne Carolyn again all right just, those yeah. double names uh, 
Yeah, she's, uh, so I can give the full list of her children's names, which are Imogene, Anne Carolyn, Ellen Elizabeth, Mary Adelaide, and Judith. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are definitely some southern, southern 40s na- or 30s names right there. Yep. So she killed Anne Carolyn Garrett in 1940, um, which, by the way, In between killing her husband, George, and her second daughter, she was married to a man named Talmadge Gibson. Oh my god, my great-uncle's name was Talmadge. I'd never heard of someone named Talmadge. It's such a fucking weird name. But yeah, Talmadge. So she was married to him for five months. I guess he just saw the writing on the wall and was like, nah... Nah. Okay, so how did, why, like, why specifically the the second daughter? Like, it ju- did she just, like, pick one? Was that her least favorite? She's really, like, and we'll, we'll get into this in a little bit. She, she says she's not really sure why she did it. Oh, oh, okay. Sure. So, okay. out of her five daughters, she only, she only confessed to murdering three of them. All five oh. of them died. But she's like, I only killed these three. <laughs> uh-uh, I didn't do them other two. Yeah. Uh-uh. She confessed to Imogene, Anne Carolyn, and Ellen Elizabeth. But Mary Adelaide and Judith, she's like, no, 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 not them. They just died. <laughs> they just up and died. Yeah. Don't know why. But she denied any involvement with them. But so she killed... And Carolyn in 1940, then she killed Ellen Elizabeth in 1943. And then I guess she decided, I don't know why, that she wanted to keep on the the killing train. But by this point, all of her children, either she had already killed or had died (laughs) natural causes. She ran out. She ran out. (laughs) She straight up ran out of kids to kill. So she killed her mother. In 1944. Is that the next best thing to killing your children is killing your mother? I don't know. I don't know. But finally she, I guess she decided like, well, I guess I can start marrying again because, I mean, I know she's (laughs) a hefty gal. Well, yeah. Yeah. Shockingly, she found some extra men. And this is when the story gets crazy. (laughs) So. So before it was totally, this is when it gets nuts. Before is run of the mill poisoning some people. <laughs> it, it's it's when it came down to uh good old Claude Carroll Martin. Oh Claude. <laughs> oh Claude. So she married Claude in 1950, and she got sick of Claude real quick because she killed him in 1951. <laughs> <laughs> that did not last long. Nope. Same as before, she she used arsenic, this time in coffee. I, yes, this, yeah. Uh, I think it's supposed to be, like, coffee can cover up the taste of it, I guess. Okay. I'm also wondering if it's liquid so it, like, gets to their digestive system faster than, like, food. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's very possible. Okay. So, she killed Claude. And then, um... Basically, three months later, started seeing her now former stepson, <gasps> Ronald. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So straight up, just Claude's freshly buried. And then uh, Ronald comes home from the Navy, probably for the funeral. And uh, that thicky thickum stepmom yeah. is looking for. I guarantee you that this is a ta- this is a romance novel. There is a romance novel about a stepson coming home from the Navy and he sees his thicky thickum <laughs> stepmom and he's like, I want to dick her down so bad, even though she just killed my dad. I bet I'm going to write it. No, no, no. He died of, of the stomach ailments. Oh, yeah. Of the stomach. Yeah. Of his stomach ailments. I'm going to, this is going to be a romance novel. Everybody look out. Rhonda Bale. Rhonda. So, in this time, basically, so she was married to Claude for only a year. She starts seeing her her step former stepson, basically Claude's son, three to four months after. They're married eight months after Claude's Okay, death. to at least she gave it 
like a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Is is that enough time? I mean, I mean, if you're listen, I feel like if you're gonna uh, marry or be with your um, be with your dead husband's son, I mean, is there really an appropriate time? So, one of the the so uh, I'll get into that in a second. Okay, so she was with. By the way, Ronald is 20 years younger than her. So at the time, it was basically they were 24 and 44. Oh, she a thick cougar. <laughs> I don't even want to know what we call this. She a thick cougar. Listen, all I'm hearing are, are new life goals. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm not going to support your life goals. Got to find a man with a real cute son. Mm-hmm. So she is with uh she's with she's with Ronald a decent amount of time. I mean not as long as George Garrett, but uh basically she's with Ronald for five years. Okay. Everything's pretty good. Um until his dad better than his dad's. Uh no, it's because he was absent. Because oh. he's been in the Navy. Oh, okay, good call. So pretty much he gets discharged from the Navy, and within six months, he starts having stomach problems. It's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so basically, he starts having pretty bad stomach problems. Well, Ronald, being a veteran, uh, gets to go to the veterans' hospital instead of basically being taken care of at the house by... Right, good right, right, right. Thick Rhonda. Thick. Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> so when they're at the at the hospital, they basically are like, "Well, we gotta figure out what's what's doing it. They're running all these tests. We gotta support our troops. We can't let them just be dying." <laughs> right when they got support home. the troops. <laughs> so they they do uh they start running some tests and they're like, "Well, it's pretty crazy. Your hair follicles are chock full of arsenic." Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. By this point, uh, Ronald is pretty much in and out of comas. Uh, he ends oh. up becoming a paraplegic, but he did survive. So the, all that arsenic made him a fucking paraplegic. Yes. Shit! I didn't know. I didn't realize that. That's. Yeah, I didn't realize that was an option either. Because mainly, I knew about it's just like the the stomach issues. Because it's basically like chemically burning your stomach. Yeah. Oh. So it's like yeah, most of her husbands. And children and everyone she knew and loved that died a pretty awful death of oh. throwing up blood. Hmm. Makes you think twice about using rat poison, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna, like, look, if you're gonna kill someone, yeah, the point. People act like poison's like a, a nice way to go. No, like, no. No, no just the, literally, like, it's better to, like, just shotgun blows yeah. someone in the face than it is to, like, let them die like this. <sighs> so, Ronald survived, but basically, the police decide we should start looking into this. And they start looking into this, and it's like, this lady has had a lot of people in her life die of strange ailments. So, they end up, uh, they basically start exhuming the bodies. Oh. Because arsenic stays in your system long, long. It oh. like it, it it pretty much is like it's in there. Oh, so, I guess you said his hair follicles, so they could, you know, pull out the hair follicles and stuff. Yeah. Um Okay, so don't poison with arsenic. Got it. Yeah, they cuz they know they it's pretty easy to test now for that. Oh, yeah. So what they ended up finding was basically most of her dead relatives had organs blackened by the chemical burns from arsenic. And I kid you not, literally they said we found what were chunks, not traces, but chunks of arsenic. Oh my god, how much are you giving them that there are fucking chunks? So literally for... Poor Claude. She gave it some him some arsenic every day for two months. 
Baby girl, just shoot him. <laughs> right? Just shoot the man. Like, put him out of his misery. I was like, going to say, at that point, he just wanted to shoot himself, I'm sure. But, uh, no, she was she was right there by his side the whole time, making feeding him, taking care of him. You know, she God, was joking, loving wife. wife. <laughs> Murdering I mean, aside, what a great wife. I don't know how the town was, like... Literally, you know, the townspeople said she was, like, so kind to him up until the end. How are those town people not, like, well, it was pretty fucked up that she immediately got with his son, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, can yeah. we talk about that? That's weird, right? Um, so, basically, uh, the police confronted her with this evidence. And so she she confessed. Full on, she confessed to... You know, the three children, her mother, George, and to Claude. Um, she was only actually charged with Claude's death. I think just because it was the most recent. Yeah. And that, that kind of makes sense. But it's strange that I'm like, might as well just throw in all five. Like, Right, yeah. So. Or six. Yeah, six. Oh, gosh. Can't even keep track. She's just killing everybody. <laughs> they were just dropping. <laughs> yeah. Which at some point, too, like, I understand it was the 30s, but can you, like, I feel like it's someone should have said, maybe she's a bad mom if all her kids died. <laughs> a nosy neighbor or something. Like, is there not an yeah. Ethel Mertz nearby just to be like, eh, I don't know yeah. about this. Some lady with the largest church hat you've ever seen. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, some... <laughs> Yeah, somebody named, like, Ethel or or Hattie or something had to be just nosing in on that. There's no way that, all, like, all five kids would have died of natural causes. Exactly. So, this was just a funny side thing, because the, the trial is kind of interesting. Because they didn't know really what motive to give. Because the prosecutors said that she did it for insurance. They're like, she did it for the insurance money. They're always killing for insurance money. But for the most part, when they looked into it, they said she really only made enough for burial for the most part. It's like you, you yeah, got enough. Yeah, expensive. Yeah, so she's like, realistically, most of them only gave enough for like burying and like holding the funeral. So another one, basically one of the magazines at the time thought it was more to get sympathy because they... They interviewed yeah. some that knew her and were like, oh, she loved when she got the sympathy cards, when she was getting people saying, you know, oh, I'm so sorry to hear if you lost. She loved that like, she just had all I these condolences. I mean, bad attention is good. is still attention. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't put her as a woman needing attention. Or else, why are you killing everyone around you? Who I can mean, get you attention? <laughs> that's, that's them, them dead folks could have gave you attention. Hold on, let me call my dog. Okay. Hey, Violet. Hey, Will, can you call the dog? <laughs> this is marriage. Uh, thank God that's marriage and not all these murders. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she likes to get in the Kitty Krispies. Uh, uh, the, the cat shit. If I'm not paying attention to her. And so, it's real gross. But anyway, continue. Okay, so, basically, they really weren't sure what her motive is, and she really never gave one for the most part. Um, she did say at one point that she did kill Claude in order to get with Ronald. Oh. But at the same time, it's like, all right, that that that's a reason for one murder. <laughs> but I mean, why don't you just get a divorce? I mean, exactly. You've already had two other divorces, like. So. So, she killed what's his face to get with Ronald, because that was, I guess, cheaper than a divorce. Yes. Um. Just a fun side note for part of her trial, they actually like were trying to rule whether or not that uh her marriage to Ronald cons was counted as incest. I mean, I wouldn't say it is, but, you know, it's a little, 
a little naughty. Yeah. So what was ruled basically is that if they had had sex while he was still her stepson, it would have counted as incest. Is but that, is that relevant? Yeah, it's so weird that they put that as part of the trial where I was like, she murdered all these people. And they're <laughs> what like, what does it matter? <laughs> but um, basically, they kind of stepped to the side and were like, eh, technically, like, because at the time that they got together, he was no longer her stepson that they ruled as okay. But regardless, I was like, D-E-D. <laughs> yeah, like. I was like, but why in the world did this come up? I guess it was just to show more against her in the trial. Yeah. Like, So she entered in a plea of insanity. Of course. Yep. Um, hysteria. <laughs> gotta, yeah. Them, them hysterical woman hormones. So they actually claimed she was schizophrenic. Okay. Which was one... Really funny when I read the court transcript, because basically what ended up happening is when um, they entered the plea of insanity due to, like, schizophrenia, the judge was like, well, the jury doesn't really know what schizophrenia is. And the jury is like, well, I mean, like, they're like, what, what do you really mean? And they're like, well, I mean... I assume that no one on the jury even knows what schizophrenia is. The court barely knows what it is. And one of the jurors took severe offense and he's like, well, what are you trying to say? What do you mean we don't know about this? And to which the judge was like, do you know what schizophrenia is? And they said, no. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean I don't know? (laughs) Do you know? No. Like, it's almost like a kid getting mad and just being like, do you know? No. But, just, but the fact that you assumed, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just mad that you assumed. Exactly. So, of course, the insanity plea did not work. Um, She actually, she was sentenced to the electric chair. Oh. Um. Also, uh, I got the last meal for this portly, portly gal. Okay, well, if she's portly, then it's got to be huge. A hamburger. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Okay. And some cinnamon rolls. I do love cinnamon rolls. I know, right? <laughs> I do love cinnamon rolls, what would Okay, what would your last meal be on death row? Um, well, let's see. Well, I don't want to be called portly, so I got to eat, like, a salad. I got to look good when I'm in the no, dressing, no. dressing on the side. No, I'd probably, if anything, I'm going to go with, like, some kind of, like, cheesy, cheesy pasta. Like, oh, I want, like, yes, just, like, ravioli covered in Alfredo. Just cheesy cheese. Uh, yes. Just, like, <laughs> and, and then you want them to be standing there with the... Parmesan grating it on there and they're like say when and you're like I'm never gonna say when <laughs> like two years later you're still gonna be gr- yeah get no. another block we're get not another done here. block <laughs> yeah honestly that's one thing I'm looking forward to this pandemic being over I just want to go to Olive Garden and I just want to be like keep it going Brittany like <laughs> keep that Parmesan flowing yep. They're just sitting there like, ma'am, I have a family to get home to eventually. (laughs) Ma'am, I have a child. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Anything else on on the Grizzly? Um, So, uh, two quick things. One, for some reason, every article decided to describe her as a waitress, too. She was a 50s Southern diner waitress. So... Whatever you're picturing, that's it. That's That's, it. that's, that's Rhonda. It. <laughs> um, and two, one thing that was really interesting was uh, basically at her at her execution, she died. She died clutching a Bible, um, like any good Southern woman. And inside it had a note that she'd written about a year prior. Um, and the note said, as I will, as quoted, um, at my death. Whether it is natural or otherwise, 
I want my body to be given to some scientific institution to be used as they see fit, but especially to see if someone can find out why I committed the crimes I have committed. I cannot understand it, for I had no reason whatsoever. There is definitely something wrong. Can't someone find it and save someone else the agony I have been through? Well, that's... That almost makes you feel sorry for her. Almost. Like, it's... That portly waitress gal. Yeah, uh, her body was not donated to science. She was just buried in a cemetery. So, I don't... <laughs> Rude. I guess they... Maybe uh, a leftover Bible note can't count as a... <laughs> a last will and testament. <laughs> yeah, probably not. You've got um... the New Testament and the Old Testament and the last <laughs> will and testament. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, one one final thing I, I'd like to mention, because I just thought this was random. Uh, while she was awaiting her execution, the main way she spent her time was reading romance novels. Oh, my God. <laughs> These two could not have been more perfect to go on the same episode. Oh, we got a um, we got a romance lover. Listen, okay, so I'm talking about Nanny Doss, and um, oh, man. Only, Nanny is a name that you do not see anymore. Okay, so um, it's a nickname for Nancy, Nancy. Oh. So yeah, Nanny Doss. Um, she was also known as the Giggling Granny, the Lonely Hearts Killer, and the Black Widow, and a Lady Bluebeard. A Lady Bluebeard? No, just Lady Bluebeard. Um, I did not know what the fuck that meant, and so I looked it up, and apparently according to, like, French folklore or whatever, blue a Bluebeard is a man who marries and kills one wife after another. So basically a Bluebeard is the male equivalent of a Black Widow. Um... Also, how'd she get, why'd she get, like, four nicknames? My lady only got gr- the Grizzly Mama, did she? <laughs> she had others. She was also known as the, um, like, the, um, at will, or what, hang on. She was a self-made widow, the self-made widow, like, some others. Um, I, I'll I kind of, I kind of like whoever coined self-made widow. That's pretty right? good. Yeah, so, um, I will explain her... Um, I'll explain her nicknames. So, um, yeah, she was born Nancy Hazel on November 4th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Good old Dixie gal. And between 1927 and 1954, she claimed 11 victims. Oh, so she, she, she like doubled mine. <laughs> yes. So she, if she That's was born why in she gets four nicknames. Yeah, yeah. So if she was born in 1905 and her first murder was in 1927, she was like, math, 22? 22. Okay. Um, she was one of five children, and her dad, like, kept her out of school a lot and made her work on the farm instead of going to school. So she wasn't the brightest screwdriver in the crayon box. Uh, um, she actually taught herself how to read by reading her mom's romance novels so that was yeah she loved to read her mom's romance novels and then what a weird way to learn to read like you probably learned some some words (laughs) oh you learned some words all right um so she actually has something in common with a lot of serial killers would you like to try to guess what she has in common with almost well i don't i don't want to say almost all serial killers but a lot of serial killers okay um is it, do we have uh, torture in any of the, the pretty farm animals? No. Um, she, at age seven, she was on a train trip with her family, and the train stopped suddenly, and she hit her head on the metal bar in front of her seat. So yep. she had a frontal lobe injury, which is uh, super common in serial killers. Oh, yeah. Um, the family said it really changed her, um, really changed her personality. She, um, yeah, when she you loved smash your brain, it'll change a lot of things. <laughs> yes, yes. And, um, after that, after the, after the brain injury, she had blackouts, depression, headaches, like, it really did fuck her up. Um, and then, 
yeah, she loved romance novels. That's how she learned to read. And she liked to read the Lonely Hearts column, which is kind of like a singles want ad. It's like the personals column. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to daydream about her own romance. Like that when she wasn't killing people, she was daydreaming about glamour and romance. Um, her dad aren't didn't. We like, all. <laughs> aren't we all? Like when I'm not murdering, I'm dreaming about uh, glamour and romance. <laughs> Uh, she wasn't allowed to wear makeup or revealing clothing to prevent men from molesting her. And I watched a couple of YouTube videos on her, and I read a couple of articles, and, like, um, there was speculation. It wasn't, like, ever explicitly, like, one said that her dad possibly molested her. Um, another said that it's possible that some, like, townsmen had molested her, but her dad didn't believe it. So, I'm gonna say possible molestation, but not confirmed. Mm. Um, she wasn't allowed to go to any school dances or social events or anything like that, because them's of the devil. And at 16, she went to work at a linen factory, and she met her first husband, Charlie Braggs, and she married him after knowing him for four months. So, at least old Rhonda Bell waited (laughs) to marry (laughs) what's-his-face. To marry Ronald. To marry Ronald. Yeah. Because it's Rhonda and Ronald, which is just... R&R. So, um, she married him after knowing him for four months, and his mother moved in with him. Which is weird, but, you know, I guess if they're both, you know, 16, 17, they're both fucking children, so. And, and I mean, they're, it, the, the times, it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, so, his mother was apparently, like, super controlling, and she was super controlling of Nanny. And between 1923... Just like the father! <laughs> yes, just like the father, Yeah. Um, and between 1923 and 1927, she had four daughters. So this bitch just was cranking them out. Why are they cranking out girls? (laughs) Like, the parallels between these two women. (laughs) Also, R.I.P. Nanny's vagina. (laughs) Because four girls in four years. I cannot. That's in four years. Yes. Oh, God. That's one a year. So, like, one kid's three months old, and you get knocked up again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh-uh. Um, so, apparently, during this marriage, I can't imagine why Nanny was miserable, and she turned to the bottle and smoking. It said smoking. I mean, but- <laughs> and she's probably happy to finally start drinking because she couldn't for four years. <laughs> yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, It said that smoking became an addiction, but, like, yeah, smoking kind of, that's just kind of what smoking is. It's an addiction. Yeah. Um, so, both Nanny and Charlie kind of accused each other of cheating, and Charlie would stay gone for days, so he would leave her alone with the four kids and his fucking mother. And so, no wonder she was drinking. Um, and then, in 1927, her two middle daughters died from food poisoning the kids were fine that's probably that's probably correct it is poisoned food (laughs) right so i think charlie said that they were fine at breakfast and then when he came home they were dead so uh after an apparently after an anonymous tip charlie was like i didn't eat any of her food when she was in a sour mood which probably saved his life um what so a, like then so you straight up he like he literally was like oh you know when she's mad she's trying to kill me like yeah but when it's when she's happy it's a good marriage also you know. I, I think uh nanny was a little bit more heavy handed than Rhonda Rhonda I think is putting little tiny teaspoons for months and nanny just, ain't fucking around dollop <laughs> dollop of arsenic she's like one and done we're we're getting this done today kids <laughs> yeah. we're getting this done today. Um, so Charlie took Melvina, which is their oldest daughter, Melvina. Oh my God. <laughs> and he left. And he left the newborn, Florina. 
So Melvina and Florina. And he left Florina behind with Nanny and his mother. And a few weeks later, the mother-in-law bit the dust. Oh, no. What a shock. I know. Also, um, straight up, you abandoned your mom, too. I mean, already you abandoned your, like, newborn you baby. Signed, you signed your mother's death. Like, yeah. come on now. Come on now. Um, in 1928, Charlie returned with Melvina, and he also returned with a little, a little divorcee and her child. So he kind of came back with a new woman, a new kid, and he was like, here, have Melvina back, I guess. Um, just straight up, just that. there you go. There's your kid back. Yeah, there's your kid back. Gonna go uh, have a new family now that with a wife that's not trying to kill me. So wait, how long was he gone? Just like a couple of years. Um, a y- about a year. Okay. Because she killed her two middle ones in t- 1927, and then he returned in 1928. So, you know, a little less than a year, or around a year. Um. And when he returned with a new love interest, they eventually, or they got a divorce. Nanny took the two remaining kids and went back to her mother's home. And through a Lonely Hearts column, which is how she got her second nickname, her the Lonely Hearts Killer, um, she met, I saw two different names for him. On one article, it was Robert Harrelson, and on another one, it was Frank Harrelson. So I'm just going to call him Harrelson. Okay. Um so she met him through a Lonely Hearts column, and apparently, and this is why Nanny Doss is, like, my hero. Um, not only did she love the romance novels, but when they met, they he wooed her with poetry, and she sent him back some uh, tawdry letters and a necky picture. <gasps> Uh, yeah. A necky picture. A oh necky my. picture. Like the the article I read just I'm said sure a it was photo. grainy as crap. Oh like, my god. It's probably like <laughs> the, yeah, the article I read said a photo, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that it was a necky picture because that's that's what it was. So he he sent her a poem that said send nudes yeah. and she was like, I got you. She wasn't, she, I mean, and she was a thick girl, too. She was a, she was a thicky, thicky, thick girl. You know the song. Hefty, portly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she did look like she weighed more than 170 pounds. Yeah. She but, was, yeah. But my person, I was like, didn't even look 170. I was like, you look like you're probably about, like, 150, even. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so after she sent him some tawdry letters, because, you know, she got all that inspiration from them romance novels, and a a necky picture while she was wearing The Heart of the Ocean, um, (laughs) she she married him in 1929, so less than a year after she got a divorce with, after Charlie returned Melvina, (laughs) <laughs> she married him. She married uh, Harrelson in 1929. <laughs> um, and after a few months, she discovered, because she didn't fucking know him before they got married, she discovered that he was an alcoholic and had a criminal record. But despite that, they did stay married for 16 years. So, oh, old Harrelson, yeah, old Harrelson did have a good run. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they gave it the old college try for that one. Yeah, they did. Um, so Nanny has kind of some downtime between 1929 and 1943. Um, so that included a war. Okay, so that actually that that is relevant. So (laughs) history. Um, so in 1943, Melvina gave birth to a little boy. Robert Lee Haynes. And two years later, she had a second baby that died right after it was born. And Melvina, who was, you know, out of her mind on whatever they gave women in labor in the 40s, um, she... A little bit of rum and a prayer? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
uh, here's this sock to bite on. Um, Melvina thought she saw her mother stick a hat pin in the baby's head. And her husband and sister saw Nanny with a hat pin, but the doctors couldn't confirm, so they assumed complications of birth, and that was that. What, what, did, the idea of it's just like, I just saw her in a hat pin. Was she, what, why did she have a hat pin? Was she pinning a hat on? <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe she was, maybe she was taking off her Sunday hat. I don't know. Why is she, why was she looming over your child with a hat pin, Melvina? Which why? Like, hat pins are scary. They're very long. Yeah. And I wonder why that, like, was there no... I don't know, did she have to, like, wiggle it around in there? Because I feel like you've seen people, you know, survive some pretty crazy stuff. Like the dude that survived the um, the train spike going through his frontal lobe. Yeah, but that's what's so weird is sometimes it's like, it seems like people are practically indestructible. You'll hear things of, like, uh, somebody that got, like, six nails from a nail gun in his head. But then, or like, like that episode of Grey's Anatomy where the dude walked in with a steak knife sticking out of the back of his head. Yes, but then it's like you'll have people that, like, tripped in a parking lot and died. Yeah. So I guess she, like, stuck it in the baby's skull and just scrambled it about a bit. Uh, um, yeah. Either oh. way, the yeah, either way the baby died. Um, so Melvina and the baby's dad grew apart after it died. Cause like, and that's not uncommon with grieving parents. They kind of drift apart. Um, Melvina started dating a soldier and Nanny didn't much care for him. Nanny was like, I don't like him. Um, in, on July 7th, 1945, Robert Lee, which was the first son that Melvina had died of asphyxiation in Nanny's care. He was too, Died of asphyxiation, and they just kind of didn't really investigate it. I don't, I don't know why. Because, like, if an infant can't, like, they can't really move their face very much, but a two-year-old can. Like, that's why you can't put blankets in a crib with a baby, is because they could die from asphyxiation. Yeah. Not a toddler. Like, they can move. Um... So I don't know why they didn't investigate that, but they didn't. So that's two of Melvina's kids that Nanny offed. And she got the $500 life policy from um, Robert Lee because she had taken one out on him. $500 is not that much. Nope. Um... In 1945, that little war that you were talking about <laughs> ended World War II, for those of you who are not history buffs. Um, okay, so this is where old Harrelson's good run comes to an end. So he was super fucking pumped about the war ending, and he was out partying hard. And... So, he came home liquored and drunk, and some questionable sex happened. Uh, um, and I, we're, we're in the good old times of if you're married, it's not rape. Oh, yeah. If you're married, it's not rape. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, even rape wasn't rape. So, um, yeah. The... Like I said, I've read, like, I watched several videos and read several articles. So, I think... The account was that he came home and started, like, pressuring her for sex. And she was like, no, you're clearly drunk, and I'm not, no. And she finally gave in. So that is still considered marital rape. Um, So, you know, apparently for Nanny, the rape was the last straw. Later, while she was tending her rose garden, which is why she's also my hero, because she reads romance novels and she has a rose garden. I love her. I beg um, your pardon. I never it, promised you oh, a oh rose my. garden. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that song. Um, so she found his corn whiskey jar buried. So that was legit southern moonshine. And... Oh. 
like we said before, okay, let, let me, let me, let me level with y'all. The quote-unquote moonshine that y'all get from, like, those places in Tennessee, that's not real moonshine. It's made the way moonshine is made, so it's the same concept, but the, like, legit corn liquor that is moonshine is just, like, drinking fire. Yeah. It is potent. So this guy had a whole jar of corn whiskey buried. And so she just topped it off with some rat poisoning. And he died later that evening. Um, I'm not saying that he didn't have it coming. But mm, that's what I'm saying. He had it coming. Um, He only had had it coming more than anyone else in this. Yeah. I mean, he only had himself to blame. Um, <laughs> some guys just can't hold their arsenic. <laughs> so, um, Arnie Lanning became her third husband, whom she also met through a Lonely Hearts column. All right. So, any guesses as to how long it was after they met that they got married? I'm going to say she waited another cool four months. Three days. Oh, my God. <laughs> Three fucking days. That is a... a de- that's not lonely hearts. That's utter desperation. That <laughs> Desperate. Desperate. <laughs> I am really desperate. Um, and plot twist. He was also a womanizing alcoholic, which she probably would have known if she had known him for more than three days. Before fucking marrying him. Like, sometimes it takes me three days to make a decision on purchasing something. Much fucking less marrying somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, this is a side thing. I I feel like the the last guy may have died. You know, I'm not totally sure it was the arsenic. It could have been the whiskey. (laughs) The corn (laughs) moonshine. Yeah, three, oh my god. Um, Okay, so, but apparently Nanny would disappear for months on end. When she was there, though, she was like the perfect 50s housewife. Um, (laughs) Arnie died from what appeared to be cardiac arrest. He was a known alcoholic, and since she was the the best, the, the most perfect loving housewife, nobody suspected her. So, and I think the flu, he had had the flu or something like that. So they were like, yeah, it was probably, you know, just heart failure. So whatever. Um, that one wasn't looked into. Which, you know, I guess at this point, you know, they're dropping like flies. Somebody look into this. Um, so how, so long, the, how long did she stay married to that one? Oh, I don't know. It didn't. Okay. I don't know. I was like. Um. So, their house was left to um, Arnie's sister. But mysteriously, it burned down <laughs> a few months after he died. Burned down? Oh, God. Yeah. We, we um, changed the game here, Nanny. <laughs> we changed. Yeah, she, she was like, murder's not enough. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna burn some shit down. Um, so... Lanning's mother, I think Lanning's mother, I, I missed a, uh, bah, 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 bah. I think Na- uh, Lanning's mother was living with them. Uh, Lanning's mother died in her sleep, mysteriously. Um, and Nanny went to her sister Dovey's house. Dovey, 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 was bedridden and do what? That's a weird name, regardless. Yeah. Uh, Dovey was bedridden and soon died after Nanny got there. <laughs> <laughs> like, this has got to be extra. Like, someone's got to look into it. It's just, it's starting to be like, she gets near people there. Yeah. She, like, walks down a line at the supermarket and they're just dropping. Yeah. Um. So, after that, she joined the Diamond Circle Club looking for love, and met Richard Morton, 
they married. I got a bad in, feeling about Morton. <laughs> so they married in 1952, and he wasn't an alcoholic. Oh, but up. yes, but he was still a cheater, cheater pants on fire. And Nanny's mother came to live with them, and Nanny poisoned her mother. And so, um, Nanny then poisoned Richard with the, um, arsenic in the coffee. That was her, that was her tried and true arsenic in the coffee. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's because it covers up the taste or if it's because, um, like I said, it's liquid and it gets in their system faster. Um, Nanny poisoned Richard and he died a few months after her mom so he died in 1953. They were married for right out a year. Um, so, uh, all right, okay, listen to this. <clears throat> he died on May 19th. Any guesses as to when Nanny married her next husband? Oh, no, she, she's like, she's getting faster and faster. It's probably, like, she married someone at the funeral. <laughs> okay, so he died on May 19th, and she got married in June. Oh, ooh, she waited almost two weeks. She did. <laughs> she waited a couple of weeks. Um, so she married Samuel Doss, a Nazarene minister. So he was neither an alcoholic or a womanizer. So there you go. Um, he detested the romance novels that she loved so much. That's a bad choice there, man. <laughs> exactly. And in September, so they were married in June, and in September, he was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms because she had fed him arsenic-laced prune cake, which I don't know which uh -oh. is worse. The arsenic or the prune cake? I have literally never heard of prune cake. That sounds awful. It sounds terrible. Um, That's probably so, why he didn't notice the taste of arsenic. He's like, oh, I just thought this was a terrible cake. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought this was just disgusting. Um, he was diagnosed with a severe digestive tract infection, and he was released on October 5th. Oh. He died on October 12th because Nanny got sloppy and was in a hurry to collect those life insurance policies. Mm. The fact that she got greedy, you gotta give it a minute. Um, the fact that he died so soon after getting released alerted his doctor who ordered an autopsy. Um, so originally uh, Nanny didn't want to do an autopsy, but apparently the doctor was suspicious. No, of course she fucking didn't cuz he's got arsenic in there. Um, but apparently the doctor was like, you know, this will he was suspicious. So he's like, you know, this will really help me um, you know, save people's lives in the future and one of his worst performances of his career and she bought it. Like it was just hook line and singer. She's like, "Okay, so, apparently, there was enough arsenic in his system to kill a horse. Oh, God. Yeah. So, that's when Nanny was arrested because it was kind of obvious. So, this is kind of where she gets her, um, she gets the nickname, the Giggling Granny. Let's see. Um, yeah. So, she gets the nickname, the Giggling Granny. Because after she was arrested, she gleefully confessed to killing four husbands, her sister, her mother, her grandson, and one mother-in-law. Uh, I'm not sure if she confessed to killing both of her grandkids and her two kids, but she at least confessed to killing everybody else. Yeah. So, um, because he was the most recent, I think the same as yours, because he was the most recent, the case only surrounded her last husband, Doss, and she pleaded guilty, and she was sentenced to life in prison. Okay, so here, get this. So, uh, they didn't pursue the death penalty because she was a woman. So, I'm not, I mean, feminism, equality, you know? <laughs> anyone like, can get the chair. <laughs> anyone, no one is too good for the chair. Anyone can get the chair. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting thing I found because I was surprised when I saw she got the chair, and they said that they didn't execute another 
woman in Alabama for another, like, almost 50 years. Really? Yeah, there was a long period where I think they were back to, no, no, you're right, we shouldn't give women the chair. And then a woman killed a police officer, and then they're like, well, some women can get the chair. We're going to give her the chair. <laughs> um, so, and she kind of remained just as giddy and giggly, just kind of, you know, whatever, ha, ha, ha. So, I didn't ask me how. I did. <laughs> um, so I think my favorite thing of this is that um, she was only allowed to do laundry in the jail. Her offer to work in the kitchen was politely declined. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it just made me happy that she was like, well, I'll work in the kitchen. And they were like, no, no. No, thank you. It's fine. Um, she died of leukemia in 1965 at the age of roughly 60. So she did pass of leukemia in Oklahoma, I think, is where she passed. So it sounds like she kind of probably traveled a little bit through all this. Yeah, she, um, she bounced around from like Alabama. I think she went to one of the Carolinas, maybe Georgia or something like that. So like, yeah, she kind of moved around. But uh, she wound up passing in Oklahoma. And then maybe, I'm sure that's part of why. It's, you know, we talked about, you know, like before Bundy, they really didn't have interdepartmental communication. So it's pretty much, if you back then, you could kill people in all 50 states as long as you just spaced it out. (laughs) But yeah, just spaced it out. Um, Are you familiar with John Mulaney? I am. Okay, so I fucking love John Mulaney, and he has that joke where he talks about, um, like, back in, what, the 20s, people would come in and they would, like, announce who they were. He's like, tell them it's, you know, so-and-so-so in the, in the Suggins gang. <laughs> you know, like, as long as you were no longer in the bank yeah. when the cops came, you were pretty much fine. But, yeah, so as long as, I guess, you kept moving, you know, you were all right. So, so, so we got to talk about some of the similarities between the two. So, uh, Love of Romance novels. Lo- Definitely, yes. that, that one surprised me because I was like, I don't know if you're going to... I, I don't know, maybe they're hoping the next one will be love, but this one got to go. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was, is like, because they, um, they were questioning some of Nanny's motives. And, um, you know, I think they were like, yeah, I guess she was just always looking for love. Um, arsenic in the coffee that because after the prune cake failed, she went back to her quote unquote tried and true of arsenic in the coffee. Um, I guess they started off with kids. Yeah. Like, um, all daughters did love to just cranking yeah, out daughters. Just cranking out them kids. Uh, for both of ours, the first husband made it. <laughs> the first husband's made it. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's. That's really one of my favorite things is it's just, you know, they they understand clearly divorce is an option. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess at that point they had the kids to kill. Exactly. They didn't need to turn to the husbands. But, you know, at a certain point, they ran out of kids. So they both killed, of course, uh, children and husbands. Now, did, did uh, the giggling grain, did she get her own mother or just the mother-in-law? She got her own mother and her mother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. We, need, we should we should have done bingo. Yeah. Uh, killed killed their their own mothers. Didn't kill their fathers, which I think is interesting. They killed no, their husbands. Like if anybody deserved it, it was probably Nanny's dad, the asshole. Like, for mine, I found no reason. I'm like, they mentioned nothing about the parents. It was just like, they seemed like totally fine parents. Yeah, Nanny got hit on the head. We we kind of, we kind of know that one. She got a, she got knocked on the noggin. And then, oh gosh, the the arsenic. The arsenic, just a terrible way to go. Uh, Of course, a hat pin to the brain, I wouldn't really put up there. Yeah, no, a hat pin to the brain, probably one of the... Um, but I wonder if it was quick, you know, yeah. if it was, I, I don't know. Cause you, uh, oh. I, I, I don't want to find out. I don't, I don't want to find out either. No. Um, 
Which, by the way, I forgot to mention that, along with the last meal, she did request a cup of coffee. Oh my god. <laughs> did she request it with or without arsenic? I, I don't know. Depending, I, I don't know which would also, again, be a better death, electric chair or arsenic. I, I don't know. I also was going to say, I forgot, I do have one more quote from old Rhonda and it's a it's a it's a southern lady quote to to say it um when someone asked about basically her getting the you know sentenced to to electrocution her response was well you've never seen anybody who was ready to sit down in the electric chair but that if that's what it's gotta be that's what it's gotta be <laughs> some manners up until the end yeah. manners they mentioned it's just like when she uh she basically uh, tried to. Oh my gosh, what's when you're when you're trying to contest your trial? Contest your trial. Oh, um, a, uh, appeal. Yeah, when she was going for her appeal, she uh, she like bought this like super nice black dress and was like a church dress and everything. And uh, when her appeal got denied, she wore that to her execution. I mean, you know, get your money's worth, I guess. Well. That is all we have. So thanks for listening. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter if it's Twisted Podcast. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about, you can email us at, email us at if it's Twisted Podcast at gmail.com. And stay weird, y'all.